0: Well hey there team this is podcast number 775 for coach Jeff it's the 4th of July 2019 and you are listening to episode 42 of the fighters podcast. Hey there team and welcome along to this episode of the Fighters Podcast, podcasting since 2007 and heard by more than a bazillion people in over 160 countries. I am your host, Coach Jeff, and today I chat with you from uh, out there on the treadmill in the shed and we talk a bit about my recent fights and where do we go from here. Check out uh, all things Coach Jeff at coachjeff.com.au. That's enough of the coach banging away. Let's uh, out the front door, down the stairs, cross the yard, into the shed, jump on the treadmill and hear from the coach. Spidey had he'll dispose of any one. Approach the road to go. The ride of the greatest chair. The climb is going wild. The ride is amazing. Well, good morning, team, and uh welcome along to the shed and the treadmill as I get some uh, pretty easy miles in here this morning on the Fighters Podcast. And uh, yeah, it's been a while and uh, I apologise for that but we've been absolutely run off our feet with uh, doing stuff over there on the Running Podcast as part of the Run for the Sun. I've been travelling a bit to fight, been travelling a lot to train and uh, we're well overdue to catch up on What's been going on and where we're at. So actually last time we spoke it was from out there on the road. And I talked to you about you know the fights that I'd had over the last couple of years. The fights we had coming up. The fact that I was travelling up to Early Beach um, for a fight in, um, what was that, end of April. And then the fact that I had uh, a defence of my K1 Masters kickboxing title on the 8th of June. So we might uh, pick it up there and talk uh, firstly about uh, fighting up at Airlie Beach and uh, then we'll go from there and see how much time we use up. So I, uh, I got a phone call uh, one day saying that there was a fight available for me against another old guy uh, up at Airlie Beach. Now Airlie Beach is on the very far, far, far north coast of Australia and... Um, it's uh, like where you would find places like the Barrier Reef and Cairns, Towns, all those sorts of places. But it's way, way up north. And uh, I guess the highlight or the big attraction was that this was going to be an outside fight. We're fighting out under the stars. Now, that never happened <laughs> because there was some pretty bad weather around at the time. So it was moved indoors. But that was fine. It was uh, a great opportunity to travel and uh, get some training happening. Um, one of the things that happened right at this time was I changed uh, trainers and gyms. And so I commenced fighting out of Northside Boxing uh, here in Brisbane. And uh, initially, uh, I was, for the boxing fight at Early Beach, I was trained by Anthony Costa, young pro boxer. And uh, I got to work with, with Costa for about about four weeks before the early beach fight, and we decided from the get-go for this fight that we' were going to completely change my fighting style, which to be honest had just hadn't been working for me for a long time. So you know up until now I'd always fought from what we would call the outside, so I would be pretty light on my feet, sort of dance in one, two, one, two hook get back out and move around. And, you know, I was a bit like a rabbit going around and around and around the ring, sort of get in, bang, 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 get out. And Costa suggested that, you know, maybe I was more, you know, inclined to, a bit like, I guess like, not that you could ever make any comparison, but that Mike Tyson style of fighting where, nice tight guard, low position, walk in, crowd your opponent, and just stay on the inside and plow away on the inside. body work, uppercuts, and then step off a little bit and use a big overhand. So that's what we practiced for the weeks leading up to uh, to early Beach, and I really enjoyed that. And I think sometimes a change is as good as a holiday, they say. <laughs> so having a, a change of fighting style provided a lot of uh, impetus to my training. You know, it's, uh, it's exciting to work on new stuff, so that's what we did, and it was great training with Costa. Absolutely smashed me at training. <laughs> but I was in pretty good shape. Uh, the big problem for Early Beach was that I had to have a huge weight cut once again uh, for this fight. And uh, I had to get down to, uh, we were looking for uh, 66, but in the end we settled for somewhere around 68 they would be happy with. As it was, the other guy came in at sixty-seven. I think it was. So, but uh, it's something I'm just not going to do anymore. No more, because like, you know, I really cut a lot of weight. Um, the trip up on the plane was horrible because I couldn't eat or drink, and then I get to Early Beach and we have to sit in a sauna for an hour, and it's just, you know, it's not good for you, and it's definitely not good. For a guy of my age at 62 years to be doing that sort of BS. So, uh, going forward, if I can't fight at my normal weight, well, I just won't be doing it. So, we get to early Beach, and I guess one of the really exciting things um, about this fight night, and I've got to say a big shout out to the guys from Whit Sunday Martial Arts, uh, Anton. Uh, Xavier and Dan Zealand. Uh, these guys head up with Sunday Martial Arts and also put the fight night on and uh, they really did look after us make us very welcome and it was one of their guys that I was fighting and so we get to early Beach and as I was saying the most exciting thing about this fight was it was going to be a, br- a real pro style fight where we would have 12 ounce gloves so none of the 16-ounce gloves that we experienced in Masters and no headgear. So it was a real, and they actually treated us like pros. You know, prior to the fight, we come out around the gym, sorry, around the ring, uh, to a guy, You and it was real like UFC style, where a guy would uh, put the vaso on your eyes and everything, check you all over, make sure you got your mouth guard, your groin guard in, and then into the ring you go. So it was just, you know, as a sixty two year old to be treated like a young pro fighter was just phenomenal you know it really was, and we 're fighting three two minute rounds, and the guy was uh, that I was fighting, man, just give it to me. <laughs> this guy could throw a million punches every round, so you know it was just a great experience you know he got the uh, he got the win on points and um, you know and, and rightly so. Much better fighter on the day, and uh, absolutely, just simply out me. You know, for every uh, every shot I took, he was taking twenty. <laughs> but it was just a great experience. You know, to go there with a new fight style, um, no headgear, light gloves, and and have the real pro experience. It was just, you know, phenomenal. And if you're up uh, on that far north coast in the Whitsunday area. I can definitely recommend go and see the guys at Wit Sunday Martial Arts and uh, they will look after you. <coughs> Pardon me. So that was just a great experience. And so we come back from Airley Beach. We have a, a couple of easy weeks training as we start to get ready for June 8th, where I was booked in to fight three rounds uh, to defend my master's K1 kickboxing. Uh, Australian title belt well you you may recall that I spoke to you about the fact that I'd been booked in for two fights on this night, one kickboxing and one as a boxing match and so we come back, we get ready for June 8th, that turns into a one fight deal where I'm only fighting the kickboxing which is like great, that's all I want to do you know, I just want to focus on my kickboxing and uh, so it was going to be a one fight night no problems really really super happy with that and then about two days before the fight night I I get told that no no you're back to fighting two fights I've got you a fight against some old guy that we can't find an opponent for no worries but I'm doing my kickboxing fight first and if I get out of that unscathed uninjured I'll take the boxing match but if not bad luck yep no problems so then the draw comes out on the Friday and I see on the draw that I'm listed for not only my kickboxing fight and not only my boxing match but then a second boxing match so now I'm listed for three fights on the one card so I get to uh, the weigh the next day oh no 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 you listed for three, but you're fighting your kickboxing fight and you're fighting that guy over there. And that guy over there comes over, says g'day, and he had sent me a friend request on Facebook about a week and a half earlier, and which tells me that someone had told him that he was fighting me a week and a half ago. So I've got my K1 kickboxing fight. I've got a second fight against a guy that I wasn't expecting to fight, didn't know anything about, didn't know anything of him. Then, between weigh-in and the fights that night, that fight gets canned, I've got my kickboxing fight, and I'm now back fighting someone else in a boxing match. Now, a lot of this comes about because there's just not enough old guys with similar weights, and so, it's not unusual, you get this constant match, rematch, no match, match, rematch, no match. You know, because there's just not a huge pool. It's not like when you're 20, you know, 25 and 60 kilo, there's a million guys to line up and fight you. So I kind of understand how it comes about, but you know, it was doing my head in. I want to focus on my kickboxing fight. I've got a guy coming up to me saying, oh yeah, I'm fighting you later on tonight. I'm like mate, I don't know you from Adam, but then it dawns on me that he sent me a Facebook request like a week and a half ago. I go get myself ready for my fight, come back to be told, no, you're not fighting him, now you're fighting that guy. You know that's to me was just BS. But anyway, I guess the good things to come out of the the uh, defence of my belt on the June, on uh, the 8th of June, was the fact that I didn't have to cut any weight. You know the fight had been set uh, for 72 kilos, and uh, when I'm really trained, uh, you know, at the end of at, at the end of sort of a six week block of training, I'm always around that sort of 70 to 72 kilos quite easily, comfortably. So the fight had been set for 72. Although a couple of weeks out from the fight, there was a request from my competitor to up it to 74 because he was struggling to cut weight. And uh, I'm like, well, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. But anyway, after a day or so thinking about it, I relented and yeah, no worries, we can go for 74. And that even suited me better because I didn't have to cut any weight. I could actually continue to try and pack a little bit of muscle on. So that was the good things about my uh, K1 defense on the 8th of June uh, was that I didn't have to cut any weight. You know, apart from all the BS that was going on on the 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 weigh-in and the day of the fight, you know, not having to cut weight was a was a huge huge benefit. So, to go back a step, I've been training with the guys at Northside Boxing, and in particular, uh, young Tony Costa from Costa Boxing, and I made a change because at the club at Northside Boxing. Was uh, Jojo Tiger, um, who is a multiple Muay Thai world champion. And he also was just instigating a Muay Thai uh, fighting class on a couple of nights a week and a Friday night uh, Muay Thai kickboxing box fit style class. And I'm like, well, how good is this? You know, I'm, I'm training up on my K1 fight. And as I said, over on the Old Guy Muay Thai podcast. It is amazing when you are chasing down goals and dreams and you have a plan of action, how people and situations will come into your life to help that happen. And that's exactly what was happening here. You know, I'm presented with this opportunity to train with a, a Muay Thai world champion in a high-level Muay Thai class. That's like giddy up. Now, yes, I know it's Muay Thai, but you know, these guys were well aware that I was training for K1. Kickboxing and so they modified a bit of what I was doing But just what A lead up to the fight So we arrived For my K1 fight on June 8th In exceptional condition And very well trained Now in terms of fight plans for June 8th uh, The guy that I was fighting was a karate guy And You know I hadn't heard it firsthand so You know this is uh, what I was told But, uh, you know, people had heard that this guy was running around town saying that the karate guy was going to show us boxing guys what it was all about and that his kicks were going to be the deciding factor. Now, if you go over and listen to episode two of the Old Guy Muay Thai podcast, I talk about all the fighting that I've done over the years and the fact that between, you know, sort of early 40s uh, about mid 40s to late 40s, I actually trained karate full time, seven days a week for many years, for nearly four years, seven days a week. So people don't know that, but the karate guy is going to fix me up. So we were expecting, as most karate guys do, is to come out the first you know, 10, 15, 20 seconds just full gas. Because most of these guys are used to fighting in karate tournaments where you go full gas a point's decided you stop fighting go back to your respective sides of the mat and start again that's not what K1's about K1 rules are designed to keep the fight going non-stop so there's no clinching or very short can clin- clinch for 5 seconds do one knee but there's no break there's no you can't clinch for a rest you can't run around you have to fight the, the referee will encourage you to fight and that's what K1 rules are all about so we knew that this guy would come out all guns blazing in the first 10, 15, 20 seconds. And we'd just weather that and then go to work with our Muay Thai based kickboxing plan. And that was to chop away at the legs and up and down. Body, head, body, head, kick. And just, you know, wear him down. And take the kicking legs away from him. and. That's pretty much what happened, (laughs) to be honest with you. You know, he uh, absolutely nailed me with a chest kick, like he kicked me in the middle of the stern. That was the opening kick of the fight. You know, we sent a ring. He launched with a big high jumping, smashing kick that smashed into my sternum, sent me flying. But it's like, yeah, that hurts. But anyway, you just suck it up, keep going. Then he launched a couple of side kicks at me, and they hit, and I'm like, yeah, okay, we just gotta keep weathering the storm. Work my way in, get my kicks going, and you know honestly, 15 seconds, 20 seconds into the fight, he was back up against the rope, and I was watching his chest. His chest was absolutely heaving, you know, because you can't it, it just keep going. And and understand, as part of my training, and I don't want this to sound egotistical or cocky or it's just a statement of facts because I, you know, I got jack of people hanging shit on me to be honest. But people, if you knew the training that I was doing with with Jojo Tiger, like you know, we were doing five to six three-minute rounds, full gas. Um, you know, so <laughs> I had the I had the juice to go all day. Let me tell you. Anyway, so against the rope, he's breathing hurt. So a couple of leg kicks, you know, move him across the ring, clinch up a bit, and. Back to the centre ring and he started attacking my ankle with inside sweeps. And I'm like, that's a good sign because now he hasn't got the energy to kick high. And it's quite simple, keep attacking my ankle, I'm gonna step over it. And boom. So before that happened, I placed a couple of leg kicks. And next minute my opponent stopped fighting and bent over. And I'm like, oh there's a there's a free gift here. And next thing he's like, oh my leg, my leg, my leg. I'm like, you can't, you can't stop fighting. Like, it's one of the tenements of what we do. You protect yourself at all times. You can't just stop fighting. If you're hurt, fall over. Anyway, with that, you know, he sort of sat down on the ground. Oh, my leg, my leg. So I'm in the neutral corner. And after a while, they call the fight. He gets up, starts limping around. And I'm like, okay. So I get my belt back. And just go back another step, you know, as part of what uh, I do with my training, we had a long warm-up, so Jojo rubs me down with some Thai oil, and both he and Costa warm me up out in the change rooms. And I was at the point when we were ready to step into the ring, I was dripping sweat. So I'm fully stretched, fully warmed up, ready to go just want to make the point that when I looked across the ring to the guy I was going to fight he was stone cold not a bead of sweat on him stone cold and I honestly believe that it's just my opinion I don't know but I probably, probably didn't do an adequate, he probably didn't do an adequate warm up and then all the jumping around trying to do high kicks and things you know it only took one touch on the leg and he was injured so That was the fight. It was over in a blink. I got my belt back. We went and drank a couple of beers (laughs) And, uh, and celebrated. So, you know, there's a lot happening at the moment with my fighting. And, you know, even though this is the Fighters Podcast, guys, I really do encourage you to go over and listen to my new show, which is called Old Guy Muay Thai Podcast because I'm making some huge changes. I'm going to spend the next 12 months uh, training and getting ready for a four-week training camp and fight in Thailand in 2020 at the age of 63. And uh, we're going to blog and do a podcast, talk about it a lot uh, over at a new website we've started up, which is OldGuyMuayThai.CoachJeff. .com.au. There'll be a link for it over on Coach Jeff and at the Fighters Podcast But uh, You know I think we'll leave K1 Behind for a while now Of course if the opportunity comes up To defend my belt after Christmas Sometimes and maybe early in 2020 We'll take that But uh, honestly my focus for the next 12 months will be uh, Muay Thai training And then getting to Thailand In 2020 for a four week Training camp and one if not two fights In Thailand If you want to know more about that Please go and listen to you know, The episodes of the Old Guy Muay Thai podcast Where we go into it in a lot more depth And talk about the reasons behind it And how we come to Be wanting to do some Muay Thai So that's where we're at At the moment it's now uh, Early July 2019 And uh, You know my fights are done and dusted for a little bit now of course if an opportunity arises we'll look at it but really my focus between now and Christmas is to uh, get fit and strong again, consolidate my Muay Thai training really strengthen my Muay Thai basics and uh, and then go from there but there'll be plenty of uh, action here on the Fighters Podcast, we've got plenty to talk about um, we're going to continue to put out a uh, content here on the Fighters Podcast it'll be a lot of Muay Thai and a lot of kickboxing because that's where my real love is at the moment and always has been really I talk about that on the old guy Muay Thai podcast that you know, kickboxing has always been my big love and and uh, and Muay Thai is it now alright kids well we might wrap that up from here on the treadmill and uh, nice to talk um, also I've got to get back to Uh, episodes of of, uh, training and eating nutrition for old guys fighting I know I keep promising that and never seem to get around to it so stay tuned for that we're going to try and knock that out in the coming weeks as well but for now this is the coach saying see you later alrighty team that'll just about wrap us up for this edition of the fighters podcast and uh, a huge big thank you for uh, you guys popping on over downloading the show and listening in Hope you got uh, a little bit out of that as uh, I chatted with you from the treadmill today. Time for uh, the coach to get out of here now, but please remember what the coach always says. Whenever they ring that bell, man, just come out swinging. Until we see you on the very next episode of the Fighters Podcast, this is the coach saying bye-bye for now.